What is the future of Thor after Love and Thunder? We answer that question and more this week on Only Stupid Answers. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to, oh my goodness, what time is it? It's Only Stupid Answers time. This is the show where we answer your questions about movies, TV shows, comic books, Thursdays uh, for a bit for people that watched it live and nobody else. Um, and with me, I'm your host, DJ Wildridge. With me, as always, is Roxy Stryer. Roxy, I already asked you how you're doing, but how are you doing? <laughs> you know, just doing a lot of... Um online watching of biden this morning so really Wait, really sleepy wh- okay why are we why it's been a hectic morning for me why are we watching well, biden? <laughs> um, he, he signed an executive order this morning um like almost temporarily approving the rights of certain abortion situations god um, just half met like just always like just the most the itty bittiest of measures <laughs> but this is what ha- this is what ha- the best the best part that you'll love, DJ, or that people will love that has nothing to do with politics, yeah, is Biden's reading the teleprompter. He fucked up like four times on the teleprompter, but he's reading it, and there's like this quote he's giving, and then it says in the teleprompter, "Repeat the line," and he says, so he gives the quote, and he just says, "Repeat the line," and then keeps go like and never winces. Like you, he just doesn't even know what he's saying. Oh. He's like reads the quote, and he's like. Women need this. You might not like this, but women are the ones who need to show up at the polls. Repeat the line. Women are the ones who need to show. And it's like God, fucking damn it! You are a robot. Yeah, you are not a human. You are asleep at the wheel. You have zero passion. There's nothing in your voice. I appreciate this executive order more than no executive yeah, order. Yeah, more than it's better than Democrats. It's better than nothing. Yeah, but <laughs> repeat the line. And it was like, uh, wait, sometimes I don't even know if that, sometimes that's true. If it is better than nothing, sometimes nothing might be better. This doesn't sound like one of those cases. And listen, I'm just going to say this. This isn't a political show. I'm sorry, but listen, it's invaded our lives. Um, uh, a lot, I remember when a lot of this stuff was going down, it's like, this is why everybody should have voted harder for Hillary in 2016. And it's like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, she got the popular vote. And our wackadoo system still gave it to the other guy. So I'm not sure like voting harder is uh, the message. And also, uh, not for nothing, a bunch of us were like, hey, Hillary and Biden aren't the people. There are other uh, Democrats that might be more of the people for this moment, and uh, you didn't listen to us. So maybe, maybe it's not on us that weren't stoked about Biden and Hillary. Uh, and just for clarity's sake, I did vote for both of them because again, I get better than the alternative. But that's such a low goddamn fucking bar. Um, fuck Zoomers, come save us. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, I could le- I could legitimately do two hours on this and how it relates to the entertainment industry in certain aspects, but that's not the show. That's TV. not the show. You asked me how my morning was and that's, that's my it. answer. Just checking in every morning, checking in on my rights. What am I left? What to do rights today? do I have left? Um, yeah. God, a little different than yesterday, sick. a little different than it will be tomorrow. What rights do I got today? And listen, I, I have a, I have a lot of because this is the as of, as of those people listening as of this recording. This is my first time hearing of this, so I have a bunch of questions. But again, as Roxy so eloquently pointed out, that's not what this show is. Uh, it could be though if we wanted it to be. We're in charge. Nobody's in charge of us. Um, but what this show is is a pop culture show fuck man i seriously if disney wants us to keep caring about this shit these companies have power they could pull levers 
that would put pressure on these politicians to do things that are good. And I would argue if these companies keep wanting us to spend money with that, uh, if they want us to have money to spend, they might want to pull those levers is all I'm saying. Anyway, we're talking about fucking Thor. Um, I have so many responses to what you just said. But yeah, you, I just, you, luckily, you and I are very politically aligned. So. Yeah, it's just like, if we all have... Whatever. Uh, if we all become refugees and this country becomes like a fucking hell state, uh, Mad Max world, they're not going to be making money. Is all my is my only point. Um, uh, Patreon, Patreon.com. Speaking of capitalism, Patreon.com/slash Only Stupid Answers. Go there, please, so that we too can participate and, and survive within this capitalist state. We appreciate you, uh, and it allows us to keep doing the show. Uh, Roxy and I do a show called What We're Into, uh, where we talk about a bunch of things. We're going to be talking about the boys and Miss Marvel. And the summer I turned pretty and other things that left my brain. Um, uh, you can also listen to this on iTunes. If you do, please give us a five-star review. Uh, if you listen on iTunes uh, or, excuse me, Spotify, we ask a question every week. Last week's questions: what are your top five favorite MCU movies? Ray Alvarez said Winter Soldier, Guardians 1, Infinity War, Iron Man 1, and Spidey Far From Home. That Far From Home one is a is a shocker to me. That That's a, you know... I guess we all we're all allowed one. We're all allowed one that's not on anybody else's list. Um, I think that that's a very understandable one, but you and I are on different pages. Wait, but it's not. But it's not No Way Home, and I, it's not Homecoming. I, it's Far From I, Home. I understand. I heard. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I just I, Far From Home. I think Far From Home might be the worst Spider-Man movie. It's up there with Amazing Spider-Man you One. Think Far From Home is the worst Spider-Man movie ever. No, um, it's up there because it's so boring it's so like it's and also if you rewatch it with the mysterio reveal the first half of the movie does not matter the first half of the movie is all kind of uh bullshit to get to that reveal um and then the movie happens uh anyway whatever if you want my thoughts on that you can go to the spider versity which is also on patreon stephanie raposo Says Infinity War, Iron Man, Civil War, Homecoming, No Way Home. Big Spider-Man fan over there. Uh, Stacey Guetta says Thor Ragnarok, Iron Man, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. They a lot of them, Roxy. They put number. They numbered them. So sometimes I'll read Iron Man three. It's not. It's Iron Man, and then point three is Guardians of the Galaxy, and then point uh, two is Infinity War. Da da da. Uh, Adrian Esparza, Winter Soldier, Iron Man, Civil War, Black Panther, Ragnarok, solid. Um, Yeshu Wazalewski, uh, Iron Man, Infinity War, Guardians 1, Avengers 1, Captain America, Winter Soldier, and then finally, Race of Marie, Multiverse of Madness, Winter Soldier, Endgame, Black Panther, and Civil War. And also, not for nothing, when I've seen these lists, I looked up, Roxy, the definition of shortlist. And the definition of shortlist is a list of selected candidates from which the final choice is made. So my top five was my final choice choices. The shortlist was the list of things that did not make it into my top five. But how many do you get? What do you mean how many do I get? How many are on your shortlist? Because isn't the shortlist of selected candidates the entire list of selected candidates? No, no, because because the 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 candidates that are up for selection are twenty two movies. That is the long right, list. So isn't that the, the shortlist? No, the shortlist the shortlist would be the the eight to ten that I'm choosing from, and then the finalist is that top five. Mm-hmm. Roxy's not buying it. I stand by it. Um, last. I think it's- fair it's valid however 
Mm-mm. However, counterpoint. Change what Friday is. Yeah. Um, so uh, last. But certainly not least for me, uh, as of this recording, if you're listening to this, we are just a few days from uh, the end of the Hellbet 2 Kickstarter. As of this recording, we just passed uh, 200 backers, which is incredible. And we are 12, just 12 backers from reaching our third and final stretch goal. So if you've been waiting this whole time, there's literally, depending on if you're watching this live on Friday or listening to this on Monday, there, there's just a few days to back it. So if you've been waiting... Now's the time. It's an incredible comic with a diverse group of creators that, again, I've said I've been guesting on a few shows, is um, kind of almost frustratingly relevant to the times we live in right now. So uh, if you want a cool, supernatural uh, 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 kind of thriller, go back. Hellbent. Go to hellbentcomicbook.com and please back this comic. It would mean a lot to me. And for Patreon listeners, you get special Patreon-exclusive rewards. So uh, don't miss out on that. Woo! We got through it, Roxy. We got through all the business. Good job, DJ. Oh my God! Thank you. I needed that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's do news. Yeah, let's do news. Uh, uh, wait, did we... Hold on, Roxy. Did we make it an entire week without any Ezra Miller news? I doubt it. Okay, did I just miss it? <laughs> no, I just... I'm trying to think. I can't. I don't think there was anything massive, but I do think there was, like, forward movement on some of the... Yeah, I, I, I think there's probably, like, little news, but compared to big news, no. No, I do think I saw a headline that was, like, Warner Brothers thinks... Ezra will get the help they need before the flash releases. And it's like, what in their brains do, do, do they do? do they, does that mean to them? What help? Cause again, th- th- at this point it's a criminal situation. Am I wrong? <laughs> uh, no, okay. surely not wrong. Cool. But we're not talking. That was my point. My point is we didn't have to talk out. Ezra, And I still fit it in there. Um, the thing I want to talk about with you, Roxy, is there's this Hollywood, Yes. Yeah, it's a Hollywood Reporter article that says... Uh, I was like, are you confused what industry we're... Well, no, Hollywood? I just didn't know what what um, outlet what outlet reported yeah, yeah. it. I believe it's a Hollywood article. That's the article I have here. I believe they're the ones that broke it. But Charlie Cox's Daredevil and Vincent D'Onofrio's uh, Wilson Fisk are going to be showing up in the Echo series. And uh, I'm quoting the article right now. It says, Sources say Echo will, in- will include a plot line in which Daredevil, whose alter ego is blind attorney Matt Murdock, spoilers, is searching out a former ally podcast. The Weekly Planet has reported that the ally is Jessica Jones. I- I- that's the end of the quote. I will say, whenever these places are a podcast, uh, podcast, da-da-da, like something I've never heard of says it's this, it's like, well, that that could just be us. Like, we could... I could I could say right here like I've heard from the grapevine that uh, Luke Cage is gonna bang Kingpin in the Echo series. That doesn't mean it's new. That doesn't mean it's accurate or news or anything. I don't know <laughs> who who is the Weekly Planet. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I feel like it sounds very Daily Planet like. So mm-hmm. I have a, a, a 
an efficiency to trust them. I what's the word? I, uh, affinity, 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 I think affinity. I was like in my head, efficiency. This can't be right. Yeah, I'm gonna say it anyway. You have an affinity. You have an affinity gauntlet. Yeah, <laughs> I have an infinity gauntlet to trust them. Yes, uh, but that's not right. No, it's certainly not right. Um, and and no comment. So that's what they we're getting. No comment. So from wait, who from from you? No comment from you. <laughs> Well, no, I'm here to give comments, okay. but I'm just saying, like, we don't know enough. That's you know? true. Yes, it's, yes, 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 yes. It's not like Marvel's confirmed or denied. When they're God, like, no it, comment, God. it's like, well, then, I don't know. No. Uh, I thought I thought you were saying no comment. I'm like, oh, this is no, going to be a short segment. This is going to be a short segment. Oh, man. I will not be responding to that. No, it, when they have no comment, it's like one of a couple things, right? Uh, yeah. um, I feel like no comment is either... Um, this is true. We just aren't ready to speak about it, which yeah. seems likely in this scenario, or there's still something they're figuring out. So they're not ready to speak about it or they're holding the buzz for a different time or it's not true. Yeah. So, uh, or so- knowing Marvel, it, it, it is true now, but we're not sure it will be true by the time we might've reworked the entire show by the time it hits air. So who knows? That's so true. DJ. Do you think it's possibly that? Uh, I think it's always possibly that because it feels like especially now, I don't know if this is always the case and we're hearing about it more or it's becoming more the case now. It, fa- it We just had um, Augustine on last week and we were talking about Multiverse of Madness and uh, and I feel like there were similar conversations with other movies where it's like, yeah, we had a movie, we threw out half that movie and now we have a new movie. And to me, oh, the um, Lena Headey had a role in Thor that was cut. I don't know who it is. I don't know where it would have fit. I, I don't know. That. Uh, she's being sued. She's being sued by her reps because they say they didn't get the money from her filming that. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, she, they didn't. She's the, her reps are suing Lena Headey for because not she got. Her reps. She, yeah, she got paid to be in this Marvel movie that got that she ended up getting cut out of, and they're saying she, they owe her some. They owe she owes them some of that some of that money. So she did get paid by Marvel. Yeah, apparently, yes, and and it is, and it has been confirmed. She did have a role in it that was cut. What do you think it was? I don't know, but I feel like listen, I, Lenny Hetty is not like necessarily uh, as big a star. You know what I mean when I say this? Biggest star is Russell Crowe, but I can't imagine she's cheap. And so it's like, how much how much money does Marvel shotgun into these movies to for stuff that's eventually cut? <laughs> I want to look this up. I'm so curious of what, like, where do you think? I'm going to assume she was like Hera. I'm going to assume it was in the scene with Zeus and she was another god. She was another, she was either Hera or some other god or or some other god. So do you think that there is potential for a future? I don't know because that actress from what was it? 13 Reasons Why that was, that was in Endgame that was, that was supposed to be Tony's daughter got cut. And now there's rumors she's being recast in a different role in a different MCU project. Um, So I don't, the short answer is I don't know. Yeah, um, Lena allegedly sued for cut Thor Love and Thunder role. That sucks. Um, oh, wow. UK talent based agency is currently seeking $1.5 million in damages. So, okay. $1.5 million is a result of an accumulation of multiple roles the actress has played. $300,000 for the 2022 film Nine Bullets. $650,000 for her role in the canceled television series Rita. And $500,000 for a part in the upcoming Marvel film, Thor, Love and Thunder. Can you imagine? About 7% of her fee on the $7 million she made from Marvel. Can you imagine paying $7 million to an actor 
to cut them cut them from the movie. <laughs> Can you imagine being an actor who doesn't pay your reps for three <laughs> roles? Allegedly. Yeah, I allegedly. Mean, something I will say too, like this is one of the unkept secrets or well kept this is a well kept secret of Hollywood that is really frustrating. At her level, it doesn't typically happen, but at DJ in my level, it certainly happens all the time. Uh, you're usually your reps will take 10% of what you make. And um, that typically is whether they book it for you or not, which is an incredibly <laughs> frustrating caveat in that. So yes. say that you are, uh, if you have a friend who's casting something, you get it yourself, your reps have nothing to effing do with it. They still get 10%. Uh, yeah. And so uh, who knows exactly what happened here now, typically at her level, because such major contracts are involved that even if, she books it herself. They still are negotiating for you. So they're still doing something. Mm -hmm. um, but you never know. A lot of times, like people will be out to drinks and they'll just make a whole effing deal. And then their reps just get 10% of it. And that is like egregious. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, one again, I, I, like a lot of things, the systems are, are, des are des designed to like grind people like you and me harder than yeah. say the Lena Headies or the Russell Crows of the world. But anyway, back, back to, well, back to Daredevil and Kingpin and Echo. Not terribly surprising news based on the way things have been going, but how do you feel about it? No comment. <laughs> no no comment. I will not talk about this story. I I don't, to be honest, I, I didn't think this was going to be my response, but as I was thinking about it this morning, knowing we were going to talk about it today, I I don't love this. Okay. I, I really liked Echo. Same. And I really liked the return of vincent d'onofrio yeah um i feel like if we were gonna get a show with kingpin and daredevil the echo show is not necessarily where i would want to see that mm -hmm. so it to me is like me asking for a piece of cake and somebody bringing me uh uh, uh hershey's bar yeah you know and it's like Oh, I still like Hershey's bars. So, but it wasn't um, what I was going for. I'm grateful for a Hershey's bar and better than having no dessert. Yeah. But I, I wanted cake and I wanted to eat it too. Yeah. So, this it, it, it just kind of feels a little more lackluster than I was hoping it would feel to have Daredevil and Kingpin yeah. back on the screen, you know? Yeah. I think, um, I will say, I will say that Echo. I believe premiered in, but she's most associated with Daredevil comics. You know, obviously she's tied to Kingpin. She's tied to Matt Murdock. So it is not beyond the pale to have them in there. But I think I have similar feelings to you in that um, it was cool that Echo, who's who's a kind of character that we haven't really gotten in the MCU yet, her show now feels like it's it's going to be the backdoor pilot. It's a backdoor pilot for the Daredevil show. And it's like, well, but I kind of want Echo to get her time to shine. I don't want people to be excited for the show because it's a daredevil show. <laughs> That's a good point too. It's not just about daredevil and Kingpin. It's also about this character that now I really like, Yeah. but I know when she's on screen, I'm going to wish we were with other people. Yeah. Yeah. But so the other question I wanted to, to, to follow up on here is uh, obviously we're getting rumors that, that Jessica Jones will at least be mentioned in it. Um, it does. It, it does feel like the most likely candidates to return to the MCU were Charlie Cox's Matt Murdock and um, uh, Jessica Jones, played by Kristen Ritter. Um, if if we don't see 
two questions, Roxy. If we don't see Kristen Ritter in Echo, when do you think the next time we we see her will be? And also, what are the chances? Because the bigger question marks to me are are Mike Coulter because he's on another show right now, and Finn Jones because nobody liked him. <laughs> nobody liked nobody liked Iron Fist. Yeah, quickly run through with me. What other shows do we have coming up? Oh, good question. We have She Hulk uh, coming this year. We have Loki season two. We we have confirmed that we have a Daredevil show. Is that it? Well, uh, uh, Secret Invasion. Obviously. We have Secret Invasion. Which actually would not be the worst place to bring Jessica Jones back if that's it, because they're kind of positioning that as like a spy thriller. Having a detective character in there makes a lot of sense. Of course, on uh, anything with Daredevil, that would make sense too. Um, I could even see her appearing on She-Hulk. Same. There were rumors of to that, but we haven't. I haven't heard any follow-ups. Yeah, um, I think that if we put Kristen Ritter, even if it's just a scene or, or something. In Echo, it is uh, a little front-loaded. Like, we're mm-hmm. just getting them back, and it's like, okay, now let's jam them all in, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't need that. But then again, I wouldn't say no to Kristen Ritter for anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's my favorite, so. Um, so the other half of that question is, what are the chances uh, of Mike Coulter and Finn Jones showing back up? And also, I, I should mention, which is actually even probably more maybe feels more unlikely John Bernthal's Punisher. What Those are the three Netflix shows left. What are the chances we see any of those? Okay, but I want you, DJ, to place your bet. When are we seeing Kristen Ritter first? Okay. Uh, I would think definitely by the time we get to a Daredevil show, if, if we still haven't seen her yet, I would say then. Um, She-Hulk, at least, listen, I don't know law, all right? But I know in law media, lawyers tend to have PIs on the payroll. In the movies and shows I watch, they have PIs on the payroll. Jessica Jones, and also, I would just love to see, I have my reservations about the She-Hulk show based on the trailer we saw, but I would really like to see Tatiana Maslany's She-Hulk hang out with Christian Ritter's Jessica Jones. That would be really cool for me personally. Really, really sick. Who wouldn't want that, you know? Like... (laughs) Come on now. So please and thank you. I do think I do agree with you that if we're if we put Christian Ritter, Jessica Jones in Echo, it's like oh okay, so this is just Echo's just an excuse to bring our Defenders show. It's not an Echo show. It's the Defenders 2.0 essentially. Um, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say She Hulk, and then if not She Hulk, then probably Daredevil. Okay. All right. Yeah. I think I think I'm on the exact same page as you. Uh, now, in regards to the other characters and if they will, uh, if and when they would appear, I think Mike Coulter is of the three of Punisher, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist. I think Mike. I think that um, Luke Cage is the most likely to appear. Yeah. Where? Mm, I don't think we get him for more than like an episode. That could be a Daredevil appearance. Yeah. I honestly don't think we're ever going to see Finn Jones again, but I really like him. So mm-hmm. uh, I think he got, I, I don't really like him, but I like him. And I think he, he got a little screwed by casting. I, I think that's not his fault. Yeah. Like he was cast in a role and I think he did everything he could once being cast to be the best that he could be mm-hmm. and 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 also uh, the writing on that especially season one season two i thought was an improvement but season one didn't do him any favors which again is not his fault 
that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you know, people are like, he's an awful actor. And I'm like, or yeah. should he have never gotten the role in the first place? Mm-hmm. But he did. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, so, and then I, I, I think that we very likely won't see Punisher again either. I feel like the only chance we would see him is a supporting role in an episode of something like Daredevil. I would be shocked. I so mean, when you say something like Daredevil, like what would be a thing like Daredevil? The, the Daredevil show. That's what I mean. Is is, is the Daredevil yeah, show. Daredevil. An episode of Daredevil has Punisher show up. I couldn't. I have a hard time. I mean, again, the Punisher show is on Disney Plus right now. But I have, I just really have a hard time imagining Disney Plus saying, uh, coming soon to Disney Plus, Punisher Season 3. Like, I just can't wrap my brain around it. Hulu, maybe, if they're willing to play with that kind of corporate synergy, which I have not been given the impression that they are. Um, But I I do think, weirdly, even though there was a lot of of pushback against Finn Jones' Iron Fist, I do think the biggest stretch is John Bernthal's Punisher. Um just just because of the disney of it all i will he's not part of the defenders so yeah i will also say of the defenders characters finn jones's iron fist is the best prime for like a reboot like if the mcu people got their hands in there they could they could like turn it around you mean a reboot with finn jones yeah like like not a soft reboot like uh because i i think we're probably both on the same page that the daredevil disney plus show will probably have a somewhat different tone than the netflix daredevil show of the Defenders characters, Iron Fist might benefit the most from that. Do you think it's possible, DJ, that in, say we don't see Iron Fist as a character at all for five more years. Yeah. Do you think it is possible in five years, he gets a little bit of the Hayden Christensen treatment where if we hear that he's coming back, people are actually excited? Sure. I think, I think, I I don't even, how long has it been since Iron Fist went up there? Two years? No, it's got to be longer. We've been in a pandemic for two and a half years. Oh yeah, so like three years. I think there'd be some of that now. I think there probably there will probably be be, be um, um, Iron Fist or Finn Jones apologists. Um, when did Iron Fist there? Huh? Yeah, like when did Iron Fist two go off there? And also, it needs to be mentioned. Fuck, I'm totally blanking right now um, on um her name because i'm a hack and a fraud yeah that's what i was thinking about you i know i know it's a, it's a well known uh, uh 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 it's right there i'm gonna have to look it up jessica henwick coming back as as um as um colleen wing it was great yeah i, I would like to see that as well I have, I have some very serious news for you dj oh no you are not gonna like this god does it pertain or is this something you just stumbled across when you were looking up something else no it's about when iron oh, okay 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 this a court is this possible that it is in 2017 iron fist season two i'm trying to look right no now. i refuse to believe that iron fist possible? season two 2017 oh, no. No, wait, no. 2018, okay. That's slightly better. <laughs> so, that, DJ, it was straight up. It has been off air for four years. Yeah, give it another year. I, I, honestly, I think I think you would get, and, and again. You said two years, my dude. We are getting up there. Time is just soaring. We cannot stop it. Time will not stop for nobody. Never. That's what I was thinking last night when I was watching the boys. We will get to that. Though, oh, we will get to that. It does not matter what's going on around you. Time is just like, nope. 
Nope, oh my nope. god. Um time keeps it pushing like nothing else. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, Roxy. I in this conversation, I have somehow convinced myself that I now want to see Finn Jones come back as Iron Fist just to see what the MCU does with it. Just like sure, all fuck sudden, it. All of a sudden DJ's a big Iron Fist stand. Yeah, I'm as big, I need to see no, because it's like I'm I'm worried about the Daredevil show because I, I don't think Disney Plus, the way the Disney Plus Marvel shows are equipped to do what worked with Daredevil. Um and what made Daredevil work was different than what to make the Disney Plus shows work. And so that has me worried. But Iron Fist didn't work. So if the MCU gets in there and like MCU's it, that actually that might actually work. You know what I mean? Like there's actually room. There's room for not that there's not room for improvement on the other shows, but I think you know what I mean. There's more. I, there's more flexibility in my mind to just really do something different with Iron Fist and have it really work. We should start calling it McCuse it. MCU. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They McCu- Listen, they just McCued it up. We're going to make it a thing. We don't care like, if you guys you don't know, want it. We're going to make it a thing. You're in the NICU. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The McCue. This, you're McCued. McCue. I feel yeah. like that's getting close. I feel close like to- I'm sitting in an executive meeting and I'm like, we got to give this the McCue treatment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Feels like people won't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excuse me. Them's them's the news. The other thing uh, that we we um, I don't know if we should mention, but we can mention. Roxy mentioned in our text thing is um, James Con, famous actor, uh, passed away yesterday, and um, uh, incredible career stand out to me. And it was cool seeing this movie get so much love. I feel like I'm the only one that ever talks about this movie, and it was cool to see like everybody else has watched and loved this movie. Is Thief Michael Mann's Thief, uh, which stars James Con, which is one of, if not like Roxy, if you were to ask me, TJ, what's your favorite movie? One of the movies that would cross my brain is Thief. Um, TJ, would you say um, theoretically that it is on your shortlist? Uh, no, it was it would it has made it off my short list onto my main list of onto the list onto the list of the of of top my top mo- favorite movies. Do you of look all time. at short lists as honorable mentions. That that is what it is on. That is a short list. So if you're looking at an act a group of actors and you have to choose an actor, your short list is the actors you did not choose. Yes, so if you're talking about your favorite movie and this is not your number one, then it would be on the short list of movies. But if I had to choose my top five, it would be on the top five and it would be on the short list of... When in life must you choose your top five? Meets DJ at a bar. What are your top five favorite movies? Yeah. Once Upon a Time in the West. Thief. Other three that I don't have loaded and ready to go. Wow, the fact that you didn't just name three nerd movies yeah. on top of that. Mm. Well, you know, you know, Roxy, it's probably similar to you with like if favorite TV shows. You're like, well, at, it depends on the day. It depends on the day and what how you know. Well, it's Friends and everything else. Yeah, there so. you go. So, oh, you have so you have a top show ready to go. Normally, I feel like Tippy Top is the hardest of all time. No, That's Friends fair. is my favorite show of all time. Favorite sure. movie. But then after that, The Leftovers. Um, is up there and lost and then it gets a lot harder yeah 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 so favorite movie good Will hunting interesting god ready to go i, I respect it i respect it i i, I just feel like yeah I although lost. i'm not i'm not messing with you dj mm-hmm. i'm really serious the first movie that i have seen since 1997 that has made me question if that if Goodwill Hunting is my number one is Marcel Lajau. It's really good. It's really good. It, it is a absolute 
It is on my short list of my favorite movie <laughs> and it is on my actual list of top five. I need to re-see it because it could be recency bias, but the way that movie made me feel, DJ, yeah. I can't believe it's coming out on July 15th. People are going to be able to see it. I'm so excited. Wait, so I guess I got limited screen? I was watching. Yeah, you limited... know how LA sometimes will come to first, but that's not. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah. Highly recommend. I don't know that it made my shortlist, but do highly recommend. It's it's one of those movies that is, and we we don't need to get off in this. It's one of those movies that like, oh, this is a perfect movie. This movie understood exactly what it was trying to do, and it did that thing. There's nothing in the movie where like, oh, I don't know you if you needed that. It, it's it it just it gets it's and it's and it's kind of like reared, especially in today's day and age, where a movie is just like, yeah, this is the perfect version. There's no, I can't imagine a version of this movie, a better version of this movie. Also, okay, I want you to take yourself back to a place in which you are single and mingling like a Pringle. Mm -hmm. If you meet somebody, DJ, and they say to you, like, they hate Marcel the Shell, that's got to be a deal breaker, right? I would definitely have questions. I would definitely be like, elaborate on that thought. Did a shell hurt you? So so did you step on a shell one day? They were just like, it just didn't move me. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right, I'm trying to think no, of another of another. I'm movie. telling you, if that happens to me, if I meet somebody and they are not that they haven't seen it, they saw it and didn't like it. Yeah, not my partner. I think that's fair. I feel like that's entirely fair. That's entirely Cause, fair. Cause then you sold us. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go on an ad break, and then baby boys and girls, we will be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, we are back, and we're talking about. God damn it, we're talking about fucking Thor. We did our th- uh, our spoiler free Thor review on Monday, so we're going to dive right into spoilers. If you have not watched Thor, we're no beating around the bush today. We're going right into spoilers. Three, two, one, spoiler time. Now is the time to get out. And Roxy, I'm going to kick us off right with where we start off um, in the movie, which is Gore's Gorigen. We have. Um, uh, uh, Stessa Geta asks, "Where do you rank Christian Bale's gore on the MC on the scale of MCU villains to date?" Uh, standalone, pretty high. Like if we're just talking about him as a villain, I think he did an excellent job. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think you and I are in the same the same boat because I would say it, it's actually a lot how I feel about um, Hela in Ragnarok, where it's like in a vacuum. This yeah. is an interesting character. I don't know that they're interesting in this movie. Like, I don't know that the movie utilizes them well, but like the performers doing a good job. The concept of the villain is cool. They look cool. They do cool things, but they also exist separate from literally everything else that's happening in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So we open up in this movie. You said full spoilers. So yeah. I'm a spoiler, a spoiler away. We open up in this movie on gore. Yes. And I remember for those first few minutes, feeling both intrigued and confused, like, (laughs) wow, I'm really into this and what's happening here. It looks super different and interesting. And I, and I love what I'm seeing. Um, But 
everybody I know who's seen this has said that this is an extreme comedy. How are we going to pivot? Yeah. I mean, um, and it's not even at that point, it's not even a pivot. That's the opening. Like the opening yeah. is actually like really grim. Yeah. But but I think it I think it also emphasizes one of the issues that you and I brought up in the movie is that this movie, it is grim, but it's also like really thinly realized like his daughter dies he prays to his god his daughter dies and then he just stumbles upon his god and fortunately that god had just killed the previous willer of the necro sword and then the necro sword it's like wait what is, it it just feels like it we just like th- its own movie would have been his daughter dies then we follow gore on the search to find the gods yeah to- bring back his daughter or whatever it is would be like a movie that would be a tight 90 that I would be really interested in that journey. Yeah. Um, or counterpoint. Gore if, counterpoint. Gore counterpoint. If this movie was a little uh, l- less linear uh, or Marvel movies have any, I have an issue with a lot of the Marvel movies where they're like, they start at the well before the most interesting point. So I feel like another way you could have done this is actually start with with Gore finding his God and being like, my daughter died, so I've spent years looking for you. I finally found you. You know what I mean? And that way, yeah. that way, it's not just it's not just a a, a cascading uh, cascading coincidences running into each other. One of the things that you learn when you're starting to write, uh, and typically this is more for television but they always say to you start on episode three yeah like your pilot should be episode three and essentially and i'm sure a lot of you guys at home have heard that or know that but essentially what it means is like where you think your story starts because you feel precious about but they have to know this and this typically is not what is the most interesting thing and you can always go back especially in television but like dj said in movies too because it doesn't have to be linear that's the beautiful thing about art you can tell it whatever order you want uh you know it's not life it's not time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't stop moving. Yeah. So I do. It's feel, not been four years since Iron Fist. <laughs> I, I do feel the way that you do, DJ, which is like, why did we choose to open on this very real, very heartfelt thing? Um, and then kind of just ditch that almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, it was almost like they sold us a false bill of goods in the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. And so I actually really enjoy it when the question being, how do we feel about Gore? I know I like him because in those five minutes, I was all in. Like, yeah. who is this? What's happening here? Super intrigued. And then even in the last moments of, of Gore, which made no effing sense for the movie that they told, mm-hmm. I was still all in on Gore. Yeah. Like, who? what's happening here? How did he make this decision? What, like, every time, and, and nothing for nothing, that is has nothing to do with the movie that we saw and a hundred percent to do with, with Christian Bale, who is like one of the most intriguing on screen people that we've ever had ever. Yeah. Who almost seems in based on this incapable of phoning it in. Like, like this was the moment for him to phone it in. And he's like, nah, I also, I also have to wonder Roxy, the Natalie Portman said, she's like, yeah, every day we'd come in and Taika Waititi would be like, forget the script. We're, Let's do this. And she's like, that was really challenging for me, but it ended up being fun. I have a hard time imagining Christian Bale standing for that. I have a hard time imagining Taika Waititi coming to Christian Bale and being, no script today. We're, we're, we're flying by the seat of our pants and Christian Bale being like, cool. <laughs> I tell you something I learned about Taika Waititi yesterday that made me sad. What did you learn? Taika Waititi's last name is Cohen, which is a very, very Jewish last name. Yeah. And 
uh, he changed it to YTT. And a lot of people, Natalie Portman also did the same thing, changing mm-hmm. her very Jewish last name to Portman. Yeah. And um, that makes me sad as a Jew yeah. that a lot of people, who knows why, but just so many people changed their last name away from sounding Jewish. And that makes me, it made me sad. Understandably, understandably. It is interesting. I, I want to know more about the backstory there because the direction he went in, it was like, yeah. that's a, that's not the direction I would expect from, from moving yeah. away from the Jewish last name. Yeah, I don't know. Who yeah. knows? And, and, and it always could be like a personal thing where you don't feel connected to that side of your family yeah. or um, well, you think it's better for your career for X, Y, Z reason. But uh, yeah, it just, it just made me sad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I thought I that it. would be a perfect time to share that in the middle of our review on Thor. I get it. I, well, listen, it's important here because Natalie Portman is also in this movie. Yeah, uh, I know. I love, I love both Taika and Natalie Portman. No, I actually love everybody in this movie minus Russell Crowe. Um, <laughs> I really, really like, I think that this was, this movie was stocked with uh, Oscar winning actors. Yes. Yep. And talent. Uh, They're not, they're not going to win one for this one, but that's okay. Uh, So let's move. This is a perfect opportunity to move to Jane Foster and Mjolnir. And so Roxy, am I under to understand big, a huge plot point in Ragnarok? was Thor lost his hammer and he learned he grew that he didn't need the hammer which of course is a emotional beat we threw away in Infinity War when he immediately decided he needed a hammer again and is also further undercut because I guess Mjolnir could just piece itself back together at will if Mjolnir wanted to which he only wanted to do for Natalie which when you phrase it that way I get it I I would piece myself back together for Natalie Portman (laughs) yeah so um you and I have completely different opinions on this, I think. Okay. I actually really liked the Milner, the Milner bit in Thor 4. Yeah. I thought that they did really, this was my, what really worked about the movie for me. I thought it was hysterical. His, um, the, the way they made this like a love triangle situation yeah. where he, Wanted that, um, you wanted his hammer back, but he's got this new, what, what's the name of the axe thing? Uh, Stormbreaker? Is that it? Stormbreaker. Yeah, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Stormbreaker. And he doesn't want to make Stormbreaker jealous. And it's just, it's not you, it's me stuff. I just thought from beginning to end, I was like, this is why I really love Taika. I, I think he has almost sometimes family guy humor. Yeah. Where it's like, you say it enough times and it just becomes hysterical. And that that part really worked for me. Um, so I, and I know, I think DJ for you, it just was like once worked, twice worked the 50th time, maybe not as much. Yeah. I think that's a good way. I, I actually think this was that, that joke about uh, Stormbreaker being jealous. I thought was a funny joke. I do have an issue with the MCU at large. Cause it, it feels like it will throw any emotional beat into the paper shredder for like a half baked joke. And it's like, that's that joke is funny. But again, we made a lot like the whole emotional crux of Thor Ragnarok is him losing his hammer, and and it, it now feels meaningless, which I which I think goes to a bigger issue with this movie in that it all, it goes out of its ways way to tell you like listen, there's no stakes to this story. Don't worry about anything. Everything's gonna be fine. Like it's not gonna if anything that seems like a big deal. We're gonna rewrite it. If a character looks dead, don't worry, they're not dead. If we're gonna we're gonna retroactively change everything. It'll be fine. And it's like well, but that makes this kind of a slog to get through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely. Um, but the second part of your question was about Natalie Portman's character. Yes, which was. 
my biggest issue with the whole movie, unfortunately. And now it's spoilers. We can talk about it. Yeah. So I I think Natalie Portman did an excellent job. She's good at her job. Uh, She's really good at her job. She's really good at her job. Also, um, you would think I don't need to say this because I am a woman, but um, I also have no problem with there being a Lady Thor. I understand that some people have an issue with there being a Lady Thor. Clearly, that's not my issue. No, no, no. Uh, My only caveat is is the name, again, because especially in MCU, Thor is not his title. It's his name. But I do think this movie handles that about as well as it's fine. It's fine. And also, again, Natalie Portman was wasted in the other two. Bring her back. This is great. (laughs) But there was funny moments with her as well when she's talking about her catchphrase, when she, you know, what she's going to say. And I think that she... uh, is yeah i think that she's really good however um and and this might be a just highly personal thing which is fine but that's how the movie struck me and i'm who i am so that's (laughs) it's your opinion you're allowed to have it (laughs) like i only have my own life history to when i go into a movie that's what comes to the table because that's my life so i thought that the way they handled her cancer storyline was like pretty egregious i think that the there was a, a few different things to me I think that I understand people are like, that's pulled directly from the comics. But the comics come, uh, the comics have a completely different tone than now the Thor movies do. So that's not fully applicable here. And in addition to that, I've always said this just because something comes from the comics doesn't mean I like it. Yeah. You know, you can say, I, it's not, I'm not out here saying, I have no idea why they did that. There was no precedent for it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I didn't like it. Yeah. And, that doesn't mean I wouldn't have liked it in the comics. It means that in this medium, I thought it was really shoehorned in. Here were the few things that really bothered me as a person who not only lost my mom to cancer, but worked in oncology for years of my life. She is going through chemo. She's actively going through chemo. Yeah. And this is a woman who is sitting there. We They on purpose put a scene of her at the hospital going through chemo. And she has all of her hair, which mm-hmm. is not how chemotherapy works. She looks very strong, which is not how it is. And then they refer to her cancer when asked what type of cancer she has. She consistently refers to it as stage four, which is not a type of cancer. Yeah, It's a, it's a level of cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they clearly just didn't want to like deep dive into her cancer. But you made her have cancer. Yeah. So you don't really, I, I think, you don't really get to be like, eh, she's got cancer. It's it's the stage four type. <laughs> um, and the chemo doesn't affect her at all. But she's going to die. Yeah. Like, y- you, I feel like they really pick, just were like, for our story, our story's too funny. So we can't really go into what it means that she has cancer or how she feels or how this affects everybody or what that really looks like. But we do want to use the crutch. Everybody knows what cancer is. So yeah. we're just going to say she has it. So when she dies, it kind of makes sense. She has the d- die disease. She's going to, in other movies, just like, she's got a disease. What is it? It's going to kill her. Okay. It's yeah. just this one we called it cancer. Exactly. And I thought that it really, if you're going to give her cancer, there are ways to utilize that in one of two directions. Either one, you can't, there are ways to make things that are so deeply upsetting funny. Mm-hmm. There are. Um, and to use that to bring like levity and, and humor and in, in the morbidness, which they didn't do. Yeah. We're number two, uh, really dive into like, what does that 
look like then for for Thor when she's gone? Like, what is he thinking? What are the conversations they're having? Um, and then what does she really look like? You know, and and I said it to my brother and he was laughing. He's like, Natalie Portman probably really just want to shave her head again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's definitely possible. But like, just the way that we kept going back to her having cancer without ever really going into her having cancer. And I get it's a comic book movie, but you guys are the ones who decide to give her cancer. Yeah. So, you know, that that's a choice you made and then just didn't really follow through with at all. Yeah. So either don't make the choice at all, or if you're going to make it, you have to like live in it. Yeah. Cause I wonder, I wonder what you would think about this. You, I, I think there is a story you could tell where it's like she has cancer and she's specifically choosing not to treat it. So right. she still has her hair and everything, but it's not getting any better because she's not treating it. And that's a choice she's making. Right, right. But the, in this, we see her yep. getting chemo. That's like her like, first scene is, get, is right. her getting chemo. And so it just, it just feels odd. And then like her being like, but uh, knowing she's getting sicker by using the hammer, but, but then not choosing to, but then choosing to. And it's like, I don't understand this woman's intention or motivation. Like, yeah. what does she really want? What? Yeah. And and when I walked out of the film, I was with my two World Girls co-hosts, Serena and Steph, who both love this movie. But they kept saying, and DJ, you were there for this. Yeah. Wow, at the end of the day, this was a movie about love. The whole movie was about love. And I was like, the movie certainly said that 15 times. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I don't understand how this is a movie about love at all. Um, and this, her being sick, was a perfect opportunity for it to be about love. Mm-hmm. But it was not. Yeah, they just kept saying it was. So I, they, they, they laid the groundwork for them to have opportunities to really do something, and then they did not do those things and just kind of like brushed over it. I would rather them pick a random illness that doesn't exist. They, they don't know what's wrong with her. Yep, they just don't know what's wrong with her. But like for you to call it cancer and then have her go name it chemo yeah. and call it stage four, have her not be sick at all, mm-hmm. except one time she falls down or something. And then just have her dead. It's like that is that th- this is a real disease that millions of people are affected by, yep. and that just felt like yeah. I think, and it could have been it could have been something again, not with a, with a less linear story. Is she enters the story as the mighty Thor, fit, strong, powerful, hammer wielding Jane, and then in the moment when she reveals to Thor, like actually I have this, she lets go of the hammer, and we see the way she's depicted in the comics. She. She has no hair. And and listen, 90% right. of this movie was made in a computer. Um, so you could have had one scene where it's like she looks like a cancer patient. You're like, oh, oh, these are the stakes. This is what we're dealing with. Um, and it's just a shame. Uh, the impression I get, and this is just the impression I get. I do not know the situation. But having thought about this movie, having talked about it with you, Roxy, and based on little things I've heard, the impression I get is somebody at the top said, we want to make – we want Natalie Portman back as Jane Foster Thor. We want to do, and she's in this story with Gore. We're going to do that. And they gave it to Taika Waititi. This is the story you're telling. We've already pre-vised a bunch of scenes. And he's like, sure. And then he just went in and they, and he had fun on set and they goofed around and they all collected a paycheck. And that was the end of the day, which is not, there's nothing wrong with that. I right. just don't think it, it, that's just not the way my brain works. It's like, okay, if we're talking about cancer, now, how did she get the cancer? Does she know how she got the cancer? Where is it in the body? <laughs> we kept being like, she knows nothing, knows nothing. And I'm like, yeah. this, this brilliant woman yeah. who's trying to find a cure for it yeah. knows nothing. Yeah. 
literally no things. Doesn't even know what type of cancer she has. Just yeah. knows what stage it's at. Yeah. Like, what are we talking about? And, and, and also I, I do want to clarify because I am not personally offended by this Yeah. because it's a fucking movie and I don't care, but I just think that the way they handled it was offensive. Yeah. It was, it was the way that they handled it. it it's a, I think it's not the hottest topic right now because there's so many hot topics, <laughs> mm -hmm. but in every mall something. across the country. Yeah. yeah. True. Ba -dum <laughs> Less than there used to be though. DJ. I know it's, it's, that's the real pandemic. That is uh, the real <laughs> problem. But it does in, in a world mm -hmm. in which just millions and millions of people have died from cancer and so many people are affected by this. It just feels like, why do you guys do that? Yeah. Like, yeah, I totally so why do you do it like that. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Let's jump we're running a little tight on time. So let's yeah. jump ahead to the ending. The other thing we really weren't able to talk about. And Danny asks, How do you feel about the new status quo? What was the most interesting story thread? And will we have more musical numbers? I think he's talking about the action scenes with music, but let's focus specifically on how do you feel about the new status quo? So again, spoilers. The way the movie ends is God, I I checked out. My brain checked out hard the second they're like, "Yeah, there's a magic uh, wish uh, entity out in the universe," and I was like, "Oh, so none of nothing that's happening in this movie matters. We just get to talk to Eternity and fix it all." Then cool, fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's what happens. Eternity looks cool, by the way, especially for uh, you grew up my, like me reading the comics. It's like, oh, cool. They you nailed it. That's what Eternity looks like. Good but job. Is Eternity now the daughter? Great question. So this that's what we're all be leading to is basically Thor tells Gore. The obvious, Gore, you are talking to a magical wish, you're talking to a genie functionally. Wish for your daughter back, you fucking idiot. And, and Gore's. So, are we under the impression that Gore never one time that never considered it? It never even entered his brain. <laughs> Sure, okay. and we don't even and we don't even give ourselves the caveat. Like at least Multiverse of Mad Madness has the caveat that Scarlet Witch is being affected by this book. This book is evil. She's being affected by. It. We never even mentioned like maybe the Necro Sword just really wants to murder gods and has infected yeah. Gore's brain. Whatever. Um, so Gore wishes. Yeah, for like at some line, like I was so blinded by, by my hatred from the that I couldn't even see. Uh, the which, possibility well, anything which is a legitimate story point that you get so wrapped up in revenge that you you yes. you don't think about that's actually something there's something to be said there we don't do that but yes so he wishes for his daughter to be back and and, and what is a really cool visual and i will say there's not as, as the issues i have with this movie like the fight in the nether realm whatever gore's realm is that fight looks really cool literally anytime gore uses his powers looks really cool there's cool moments and this is one I of them wherever we went with all the gods was really cool looking. Yeah. And looking at all the gods, I actually kind of wish that space had been more like Sakaar was in Ragnarok where we just get to live there a little bit and have some goof em ups that I, this movie yeah. really needed a Sakaar, like a place that really generated yeah. its own jokes and its own humor. Thor's butt was good to look at. Just oh, we're visuals. We liked, he has not been skipping leg day. No, he no. hasn't. <laughs> um, Focusing on them glutes. Oh my god! Um, fuck that! It's a, his body's a special effect. That's insane. Anyway, uh, Gore wishes his daughter back. We see a visual that that it looks like in the reflection. It looks like Eternity and is now the daughter. And then Thor raises it, which I guess is what we've been building toward the whole movie, is what I've been led to believe. That is so that the status quo we end with is Thor now has a kid because we need to give all of these characters kids all of a sudden. What what do you think about this new status quo, Roxy? What do what do you mean when you're? I was hoping that you were going to explain the the status quo. 
that he, Thor has a kid now. That's his net. That's oh, his new status new, quo. I literally was like, is there a care? You mean the status quo the where set. we end up? Yep. I was like, um, what I think about the new status quo, what I think about Thor's new life, raising a kid, making pancakes for that kid and now mm-hmm. fighting uh, with that kid, <laughs> with that kid, but that kid calling him uncle Thor. Yeah. Um, I think that I would be, I'm really excited to see a fifth Thor movie. Mm-hmm. I was, it was so, super shoehorned in at the end of this movie like yeah. whoa, whoa what mm-hmm. now that now that i'm like gonna just accept that that is what it is i think cool i'm excited to see what that looks like but for like we weren't even just in the third act we were in the the penultimate five i mean in the last five minutes of the movie yep. this is what life is now and i was like huh okay uh wow uh that was weird because he asked you to watch his kid and now solo dolo, you are just raising a kid. Okay, okay. Yeah. It, Thor, has Thor had any experience with that? Has Thorne ever Thor? Because this is this is a moment I think we I mean, missed. This is a little girl. You're raising a little daughter. Yes. Like yes. you've never been a little daughter. And we even introduce all the kids of New Asgard. She could have just been one of those kids now. She could have just been raised with those kids. Um, the other thing is we get a whole flashback to Jane and Thor's relationship and what ended up. Uh, dissolving it and that I feel like would have been a perfect opportunity to be like Jane wanted kids and Thor didn't or vice versa and this is a way to seed in that idea that this matters to anybody in this movie (laughs) yeah totally totally Um, I think that there was a cute moment with the uh, coloring on Milner yes agreed there's a couple cute little like uh, watching her throw what did she throw like a plate or something whatever it was yeah i was like yeah she's, cute. This is she's cute. a cute kid she's a cute yeah. kid what are the kind chance- of reminded me of um parts of wandavision that i liked mm-hmm. where i was like because you know i really struggled with that show actually yeah. um like most people although you did too DJ, yes. i really did struggle with a lot but i did like a lot of the sitcom aspects of it because i love sitcoms that was definitely the um, best part of the show <laughs> yes and so like in a vacuum kind of like you were talking about before so in a vacuum this scene of Thor and her, what's her name? No idea. Yeah. Okay. Not zero idea. So we'll call her her. Yeah. Thor and her. Uh, I was like, this is a cute little short. Yeah. We'll call her Kid Eternity. Yeah. Which I think is a character, but I think it's a DC character. Anyway, whatever. Kid Eternity. Kid Eternity. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, what are the chances, Roxy, that we entirely ditch this? in Thor five, like within the first five minutes, it turns out because she's got eternity power, she's a full adult and she just moves on with her life. None. That's not been my track record with Thor. My my track record with Thor is like, Hey, here's this thing. It's important. Actually, never mind. No, it's not. (laughs) Mjolnir's back. It's fine. (laughs) The reason I think none is because we are trying to raise a whole new generation. Like this is why we have all of the, so you think she's ready for Young Avengers is what you're getting at. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it, got it, got it. That tracks, that tracks. Because yeah. what are we, I mean, there's like 15 kids we've introduced in the last yes. couple of years. Yes. I also don't know, I actually don't know if there is a precedent for this character. I don't know if she represents anybody in the comics or if she's entirely new. I am not aware of a kid brought back by Eternity that is raised by Thor or any equivalent thereof. I kind of uh, like when they do that though. Because sure. Because like, 
just go on with your bad self. Um, as I was just thinking about kids though, and, and what we are doing with kids stuff, do you know that Eternals has a 47 on Rotten Tomatoes? That's fucking insane. If you asked me, if I had to choose between watching, and, and again, I did not hate Thor, Love, and Thunder, but if I had to choose between Thor, Love, and Thunder and Eternals, Eternals all day. Eternals, the yeah, of course Eternals. <laughs> I liked Thor, Love, and Thunder. I didn't love it, and I thought parts of it were egregious, but I liked it fine. Yeah. I think Eternals was really fucking good. 47? That's insane. Uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, as of this recording, Thor has a 68 uh, critic score and an audience score of 85. Which, you know, that tracks. Last thing, before we go, we have to talk about the post credit scenes. Um. So again, talking about no stakes, Zeus. The one of the coolest scenes in the movie is when Thor kills Zeus. Maybe that was partially because Zeus annoyed the shit out of me. I I just couldn't figure out his accent. I couldn't figure out what accent Russell Crowe was trying to accomplish there. Um, He's just so punchable in life and this movie. Yeah. Um. So he kills Zeus, but uh, spoilers. No, Zeus is fine. He's getting plugged back up somehow and yeah but he, i saw i think that made sense like i pushing. sure he's a god whatever but it's just again like i just live, let him be dead um and and this is i think uh, marvel has found like the secret sauce to keep in some of these cameos kind of secret is like you save them for like one blue screen scene at the end of a post-credit scene because i had no idea about this and i listened to brett goldstein's podcast yep i uh, also like, did not know but i don't listen to his podcast so <laughs> So I'm like truly obsessed with him. Understandably. Like, obsessed, obsessed with him. Yeah. Obviously found him on Ted Lasso like everybody else. Yeah. Listened to his podcast, a Jew who didn't change his last name. Boom. I see you, Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Appreciate you. Uh, and and like I've heard his whole life story about, well, not whole life story. Mm-hmm. I'd need a date, a first date for that. <laughs> my number is. Uh, but he was a writer, you know, yeah. and like that's how he got the role on Ted Lasso. He just is so so charismatic and interesting and talented and i went through all of thor 4 being like this is okay and then saw him and i was like that movie fucking slaps yeah, i'm in now I, honestly roxy same listen yeah. i'm a bit i'm a greek boy i have i have some greek in me so i like uh, hercules i like her i have an affection yes. towards hercules i am a little bummed it does not matter i don't care i'm a little bummed we didn't get a greek actor to portray him that's fine um, i get it I get it. Again, it's not like we're swimming. I guess Natalie Portman did it, but we're not like we're swimming in Jewish actors. Uh, so it's fine. Uh, I I will also say the only other caveat is maybe kind of a missed opportunity. I also think he'd do really well as Wolverine. I think he'd be a really good choice for Wolverine. Yeah, I think you had said that previously, and I think that, that was a really good uh, pick. It doesn't doesn't matter. He's we, these these Thor movies are clearly going a more comedic direction. He's a comedian. He's a very talented comedian. He he's not quite as tall as Hercules is in the comics, but he looks the part. He looked cool, like you, Roxy. I was like, wasn't feeling that movie, and they're like, well, fuck you. Now I'm into Thor five. Like, give me give me give me Thor five right now. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Oh, God, he's so cute. Yeah, so the setup we get is basically Zeus is sicking Hercules, which is such a weird... It's weird that we got Jane Foster's Thor before Hercules, because Hercules showed up, I think, in like the 60s in Marvel Comics. But um, that's our setup. I'm into it. And again, it, again, it's just he's another comedian, so I think there'll be some cool stuff there. Um, do you think Thor 5 will be the first time we see him, or do you think he might show up in something else prior to that i can't even believe when you're saying thor 5 that there's gonna be a thor 5 it's not like, been announced and who knows it's what three years from now are we even gonna be around three years from now 
I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I guess there's a chance that what's going on with Guardians right now? Guardians three comes out next year, I think. Have they wrapped filming? I yes, I believe so. Which I don't know where you're going with this, but in the most recent Guardians run, Hercules was a part of that team. That is, that's where I was going, just no. thinking about because Guardians appeared in this. Would there be an appearance there? I don't yeah. know, but oh, uh, we mentioned. By the this. way, I thought that the, we didn't talk about the Guardians at all. I thought that that was fucking ridiculous that they never came back. They're just in there for a hot sec. Mm. There's no rhyme or reason. We never go back to them. What kind of weird storytelling move is that? It, it's such a. It, and obviously, it's just meant to button up the end of of Endgame, but also we could have done that in a line like that could yeah. have just been a line in the movie is like or i didn't have them be a part of this and have them come back they yeah. save the day something happened like the, the fact that we just never see them again i was just like uh this is why these movies don't stand alone because if you watch this movie and you were just watching you'd be like what the fuck just happened? Well, and again, also that, that the movie had to spend like 20 minutes of his runtime explaining Thor's history. Like, just in case for some reason this is your first Thor movie, we need to catch you up on like hours of shit. Like hours of shit. But I will say, not for nothing, that scene where Thor's fighting the chicken people on that alien planet was my favorite scene in the movie. I like that yeah, scene a lot. Funny. It's funny, too. His outfit looks yeah. really cool in that scene. It's just cool. It's I totally agree with you, but I did like that scene. Um, last post credit scene. Again, no stakes. Uh, Jane arrives in Valhalla and is greeted by Idris Elba as Heimdall. Roxy, do you think we'll see Jane again? Because, again, the Valkyries, which Tessa Thompson is, shepherd people to Valhalla, and it can also bring them back. <laughs> I'm super interested in Valhalla as a place. I'd like to spend a minute there. Oh, shit, Roxy. That's what the next movie's going to be. It's going to be Thor, Valhalla, and Hercule- Brett Goldstein's Hercules is going to try and fuck up Valhalla, and we're going to get Odin back. We're going to get Jane back. We're going to get Heimdall back. I'm into it. Sure. I'm kind of into back. it, too. Again, it goes yeah. back to my stakes not being a thing, but I do. Yeah. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> when you're a comedy, fine. Yeah, if you're able to commit more, because again, I think part of what makes Ragnarok work is there's nothing quite as heavy as the shit in this movie. Exactly. Like I have no. That's I love that this movie was funny when people are like, "There are too many jokes." I didn't feel that way. I felt like for a movie with that many jokes, why are you trying to tackle a cancer story? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you're not fifty-fifty. Literally fifty funny, fifty and not, or the movie fifty-fifty. Like. Yeah, yeah, I've already harped on that for a long time. But in the future, I don't mind you leaning into the comedy. Go make it ridiculous. Bring them all back. Who the f cares? Agreed. But then, but then, don't do, don't make people sick with real diseases that you're pretending are not real. Yeah, pick a lane. I I totally agree. Uh, and just before we go, Ulysses Campbell uh, did ask. Now that we've given the hammer to Steve and Jane, do you think we'll ever get my guy Better Ray Bill in the MCU? And I'm saying this. If you're doing a Thor 5, if we're getting five Thor movies and Better Ray Bill is not in that fifth goddamn movie, what the fuck are we doing? Give me, give me Better Ray Bill. Better Ray Bill is an alien who has a horse head. It's like, how many words are you saying? Better? Three words. Better Ray Bill. Three words. And he's basically an alien with a horse skull for a head that wielded Thor's hammer for a minute. And I don't know. I don't know if it's just because he looked cool, but I am a part of I, it. wasn't just me. A bunch of kids grew up, looked at that guy, and I was like, that guy looks cool. I, like, I'm into that guy. And uh, there was a most recent Daniel Warren Johnson, who's an incredible writer and artist. He did a run with Better Bill that's incredible. I highly recommend picking it up. And he's just a cool 
kind not a kind of obscure character but like we've done listen throg had a cameo in loki like everything's on the table give me better a bill better a bills could at least show up in loki you know what i mean like give me give me give me um fuck man like again think about all the fuck howard the duck is in these movies for crying out loud come on (laughs) he's quoted abba give me give me give me me your man after midnight oh my god but Mm-hmm. Mm, give me that Thor butt. Uh, good for him. Good, good for. I, I like that so many. Like Chris Evans is like, please don't make me ever have to do that routine ever again. And Chris Hemsworth's like, nah, uh, sign me up all day, every day. Keep. I want to keep doing it. Yeah, totally. Good I, for it him. Would be, it'd be wild to watch like a day in the life of him. Yeah. Well, and also like, if I were getting those results, yeah, sure, let's do it because it's it's work. I mean, they all do the work, but it's clearly like working for him. <laughs> Yeah, 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 totally. Like, some people's bodies just could never look like that. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I Chris Evans, back in the first Avengers, Chris Evans made a joke, the actor Chris Evans, when he saw Chris Hemsworth, he's like, oh, that guy, that's a God's body. And it's like, yeah, yeah. And it's not that Chris Evans looked bad. He yeah. looked great. But look at look at Chris Hemsworth. Look at him. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know, I know, totally. Um, second best scene in the movie, after the fight with the chicken people. Um that's it from us. We got to go. We got to do, we, we do a show called what we're into. Please check that out on patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Uh, Roxy, what should they look out? I'll be on the lookout for from you. Uh, I have a new show on this app called Colin C A L L I N. And about this. Uh, if you download the app, it is for free. And I do a show there where I do entertainment roundup where I just, uh, it's called live with Roxy. And I just do the top, usually three stories of the week. So mm-hmm. if you're like, I only but have would a you say that there's like a short list of one stories that you choose not to do? Sometimes I <laughs> shoehorn them in at the very end. Okay. okay, uh, okay. Ezra Miller makes several, several appearances. So <laughs> has to. They have yeah, to. You know, you can't do an entertainment show without mentioning Ezra Miller every single week. But this week, actually, if you want to go check out the episode that I did, I was explaining why people were so mad at Bette Midler, um, what Macy Gray said on Pierce Morgan, which was really upsetting and egregious. And also my favorite show of all time, as I mentioned, Friends, um, they mishandled Chandler's parents and Marta Kaufman finally was talking about misgendering Chandler's parents and um, all these years later talking about that and also having essentially like two black people on the show in the entire 10 year run. And so a a lot of, uh, she said a lot of really interesting, good things. So uh, that's where it is. Colin C A L L I N it's dead ass free for you guys. And you can actually call into the show when I'm live. So that's kind of cool. Awesome. Too. So cool. Please check that out. Uh, you can find me at DJ talks trash. You can follow this show everywhere that matters at only stupid answers, but on Twitter, Yank up the vowels from stupid. And please, please, please go to hellbentcomicbook.com. Like I said, there's only days left in the campaign. So you can get both volumes one and two. You can get the whole story. And I'm really, really proud of what we've created. And I think you'll really love it. So check that out. And we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. <laughs>